Thank you, Dr. Jeffrey Smith. That was great. Hi, you guys. I'm Renee Richardson. I used to do radio here in San Francisco at KFOG, uh, but I don't do that anymore. I work for a nonprofit music school now, and I've come to uh, help out with today's event, though I'm sorry I was a little late. My apologies. Um, next up, we are going to hear from Laura Sylvia. She's with Edison Research, and she's going to be presenting on Share of Music. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Um, good morning. I'm Laura Sylvia, Director of Research and Technology at Edison Research. Edison Research is a full-service market research company located in beautiful Somerville, New Jersey, which is in the video in the background. Um, Edison Research is probably best known as the sole provider of Election Day exit polls for the major news organizations. So with Election Day just a few weeks away, it's exciting for us not just because it's Election Day, but it's also when we conduct the largest in-person survey ever conducted in one day. Edison also conducts all types of music and consumer research across the globe, including a study we release each year called the Infinite Dial. The Infinite Dial is an annual series we've been doing since 1998 to measure consumer adoption of digital media. But a couple of years ago, we realized something was missing in the measurement of music and audio. There were resources to measure the different platforms such as radio, streaming audio, and satellite radio individually, but nothing that captured the share of all audio together. And so we developed the Share of Ear Study, which is a one-day listening diary that we distribute to respondents and ask them to fill out all the audio they listen to during a 24-hour period. Here's a short video we produced that explains a bit more about the Share of Ears study. Jump in, try to swim, won't drive this tight. Jump in, sinking in, over my head somehow. diary is fielded quarterly and the current data from this study includes over 8,000 Americans age 13 and older through the second quarter of this year. It's a national sample that fully reflects the U.S. population. It's conducted both online and offline to reach those who don't have unlimited data plans or even internet access at all and thus account for any internet usage bias. So as we saw from the video, the share of ear diary measures when people are listening to audio, where they listen, what they're listening to, and what device they listen on. So uh, what I'm gonna show you today is what we found in this data about music listening. So while the Share of Ear study measures all audio, including music, but also talk, sports, and other speech content, 
we're going to focus in on music listening and see when, where, and how people are listening to music. From the share of your study, we found that Americans listen to an average of four hours and seven minutes of audio per day. Now, some respondents reported listening to no audio, and some reported as many as 14 or 15 hours, but it averages out to four hours and seven minutes per day. And when we look at music listening, Americans, on average, are listening to three hours and 16 minutes per day. So of those four hours and seven minutes of audio listening, over three hours is to music. And out of our sample of 8,000 Americans in share of year, 87% reported listening to music on their diary day. Keep in mind this is a daily number. If it were weekly or monthly, it would undoubtedly be even higher. Looking at time again, this graph represents the four hours of audio listening respondents reported on average. So 79% of that time is spent listening to music. That's the three hours and 16 minutes. And the rest of time spent listening to audio goes 9% of time to news, 9% to talk and personalities, and 3% of time is spent listening to sports. So clearly, music plays a big role in people's lives. Edison Research also conducts ethnographic research, where we travel to interview people in their homes, workplaces, etc., and produce videos of our findings. And I've compiled a few videos to illustrate some of the data we will see today. So let's first meet Coral, a 32-year-old working mother of two, living in eastern Pennsylvania, who will take us through her music listening in a typical day. <laughs> I can rock. I never love nobody fully. My name is Coral Zell. Uh, and we live in Whitehall, Pennsylvania. Daddy, Disney World in Florida. Um, music is on most of the time. Um, the day starts. Um, first time we're usually turning music on is probably in the car, taking my kids to the babysitter's house. Um, and that's typically just the car radio. Um, unless my kids are arguing about wanting to listen to their music. And if that's the case, then I'll usually plug in my iPhone and listen to one of their Pandora stations. And we get home and I'm usually plugging in, whether it's the iPhone or the iPad, um, again, putting on usually another Pandora station while we've got dinner cooking. Um, we've usually got more music playing during dinner and then it typically goes off um, for the rest of the evening. So after dinner, radio, you know, music and stuff typically goes off. As a young family, technology is a huge part of our everyday life. Um, it's very easily accessible. I mean, my kids have been able to work smartphones since they were probably nine months old, you know, have known just to be able to swipe and figure out what apps they wanted to get to. So it's, it's all about technology and ease of use and being able to have what we want when we want it, whether it's a certain song or whether it's, um, you know, music constantly. It's got to be easy and it's got to be at our fingertips, for sure. You don't know what a radio is? I know what a radio is. It's when you put music on but you can't switch it. 
So that's how music is woven into Coral's typical day, when and where she listens to music, as well as what she listens to and how she listens to it. Now let's take a look at what our diary showed for the average American. And we'll start here with when respondents listen to music in a typical day. So this graph shows the average number of minutes per hour that respondents reported listening to music. And it looks like it's showing very tiny on the screen, but it starts with the 6 to 7 a.m. hour on the left there. As people are waking up, music listening is about 10 minutes and rises throughout the morning. Music listening is the highest between the hours of 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. at about 15 minutes per hour on average. It starts to decline slowly in the afternoon and then more rapidly in the evening as we get into primetime TV hours. Of course, listening goes down to nearly zero overnight, and then you can see it starts to curve back up again in the morning. Now, where is this listening happening? Mm -hmm. In a typical day, the highest percentage of people, 70%, listen to music in a car. And with uh, at-home listening is just below that at 68% of people reporting listening to music at home. 18% listen at work. And keep in mind, uh, this at-work number is among all Americans, not just those who are employed. A huge percentage of people who work listen to music at work, but this 18% is among all Americans. And 14% listen in other locations, such as at the gym, on the train, etc. So while the majority of people listen to music in the car, when we flip it and look at time, the majority of time is spent listening at home. So this graph represents the total amount of time spent listening to music in a typical day, that three hours and 16 minutes. And over half of that time is spent listening at home with 28% in the car. This makes sense considering the amount of time we spend at home versus in the car. So uh, when listening to music, what are Americans listening to? This graph again shows, it, it represents the total amount of time spent listening to music, that three hours and 16 minutes. Over, uh, just under half of that time is spent listening to AM FM radio, that 44%, which includes streaming AM FM radio. 18% of time is spent listening to own music, such as CDs or MP3s. 17% of time is spent listening to streaming music, which is the pure plays, such as Pandora and Spotify. 7% of time is spent listening to Sirius XM satellite radio. 8% to, uh, I'm sorry, 5% to TV music channels, which are not music video channels, for those of us who remember when music videos were on TV, uh, but rather audio-only music channels, such as Music Choice. 8% of time is spent listening to YouTube, and the actual wording on the diary was listening to music videos on YouTube. So this time slice does not include any time that may have been spent watching cat videos. And 1% of time was attributed to other where people wrote in things like piped in music at a workplace. So the fact that the biggest share of time listening to music is spent listening to AM FM radio may seem high to those of us who live in the world of Wi-Fi and unlimited data and always being connected with one device or another. But remember the study reflects the entire US population, which includes our grandparents and people who don't have great internet connectivity or any internet connectivity at all, and people with long commutes 
spent in their cars where AM-FM is still the easiest option for music. In fact, when we look at music listening in the car, AM-FM jumps to 67% of time spent listening to music. Satellite radio more than doubles. It was 7% overall and jumps to 15% in the car. Own music goes down slightly from 18 to 13%. Much less time is spent streaming music. It's 18%, um, I'm sorry, 17% overall and goes to 4% in the car. And music on YouTube has a small slice of listening time in the car as well, which sounds a little dangerous to me. Let's hope it's not while driving. Um, but in the car, traditional media still rules. Technology is integrating more into new cars to make it easier to listen to streaming music, but the average car on the road today is 11 and a half years old. So there's still a ways to go, and traditional media is the easiest and in some cases the only option. Let's take a look at a quick video to see how people are trying to integrate newer music options into their cars. The people in the video I'm about to show all have cars that are model year 2013 or newer and have an in-dash infotainment system. Here's a look at how they're learning to use the new technology in their vehicles. So there is an app on my phone that I can connect. It's called Entune. And when I turn it on, it, it connects to the car. And then I can play like Pandora and do all of the app stuff through there, which I'll show you. So the guy was really nice and he set everything up for me because I don't think I would be able to do it all by myself. And the way that the entertainment works is I have an app on my phone, the Entune, which... You can pull over if you need to. No, I'm okay. Oh, okay. It's actually pretty easy. All I have to do is just hit the app button. Um, so now I'm going to be bad and I'm going to take my phone out. Because like, I have to turn on... I'm stopped at a light though, so it sounds bad. So this is probably exactly what you were trying to figure out if I was going to yeah, usually when I like, if I know I'm going to, I can turn on like the app on my phone, and then that's all I have to do on my phone, and then. It always warns me about it, and hopefully, if you have your phone on, and then, like it turns off, it'll totally screw up the connection, and then you have to, like unpair the device and repair it, and like to you know. Stuff like that, and if it wasn't for, you know, I had to go online and like Google for it and figure out how to, you know, and other people said like, oh, well then you have to unpair it and do whatever. And so I take this piece and I put it in here. And then there's a, uh, I don't know if you can see, but there's like a crank to like make it as tight as it needs to be so that it's secure for bumps and things like that. And this is adjustable, right? And then on the back of my phone is this thing. This is magnetic too, and so I just go like that. And then down here, very close by, lives the uh, charger. So very easily, I'm set up. Yes, very easily, she's <laughs> set up. <laughs> Start the app, connect via Bluetooth, rig the magnetic phone holder into the CD player, find your playlist, and voila. So as we saw, um, the current ways to stream audio in the car can be time-consuming, distracting, and complicated. But yet they're trying, and I'm sure many others, including many of us here in this room, try to integrate tech into their cars to listen to music on other platforms. But the reality is that only 12% of drivers have an in-dash infotainment system in their cars. So the technology needs to catch up, 
But once it does, I think there will be an opportunity there. Now, we just took a glimpse into in-car music consumption, and we can take a quick look into the other locations we measure. We've already seen these numbers for the total and in-car lines here. Those bars are the donut-shaped graphs we saw earlier, just straightened out into bars for easier comparison. And now let's take a look at the other locations. Um, at home, streaming and own music get bigger pieces of listening time. At work, streaming gets even more time, and AM-FM is nearly half of time. And what's really interesting is that in other locations, such as at the gym or on public transportation, owned music gets the largest share of music listening time by far. Now, when we heard from Coral in that first video we saw, in addition to listening to AM-FM radio for music, she also mentioned using Pandora and appreciating the on-demand nature of streaming audio. In the Infinite Dial study, we measured the awareness of many audio streaming services. A majority of Americans age 12 plus, 82%, have heard of Pandora. So you see Pandora way out there as the most familiar brand. And then the, the rest are sort of in groups. Um, Two-thirds have heard of Apple Music and iHeartRadio. Over half are aware of Spotify and Amazon Music. Two in five have heard of Rhapsody and Google Play All Access. And the list goes down from there. It might seem low here to, to see Spotify at 52% awareness, but again, keep in mind this is the entire U.S. population. And I'm going to talk a bit about that population, and then we'll come back to Spotify. So we're at a point in time where the U.S. population is equal thirds, age 13 to 34, 35 to 54, and 55 plus. So as we look at some data coming up with these age breakouts, keep in mind these groups are evenly spread. Now, back to the streaming music brands. Among the time spent listening to streaming music in a day, which this bar represents, Pandora is the service most time is spent with. About half of time is spent with Pandora. Over a quarter to Spotify, 8% of time is spent listening to iHeartRadio, and 5% to Apple Music. But now let's look at this by those age groups, 13 to 34, 35 to 54, and 55 plus. While Pandora is still the leader, here's where we see that Spotify is popular among the younger demographic, those 13 to 34s. <coughs> and iHeartRadio gets a bit of a bump among the older age groups. Now we've learned a bit about when and where people are listening to music and what they're listening to. Let's take a look at how Americans are consuming music. In total, 41% of time listening to music is done using an AM-FM radio. Almost a quarter of time is spent listening on a mobile device, 16% through a computer, and 20% on other devices, which includes a satellite radio, a CD player, television, um, or an internet-connected TV device, such as a DVR, Apple TV, gaming console, etc. And we see some really interesting differences by age groups here as well. Listening via an AM-FM radio receiver rises as uh, we go to the older age groups and mobile declines. Um, but among 13 to 34s, those millennials, the largest amount of time spent listening to music is on their mobile devices. And in fact, when we look at music listening on smartphones among the total population, this graph is very different from music listening overall. 
Own music takes up 43% of time, and streaming music takes up 38% of time, which together is 81% of the time spent listening to music on smartphones. YouTube has a presence here as well, with 12% of time spent listening to music on mobile attributed to music videos on YouTube. I know when I need to hear a song on demand that I don't own, I quickly jump to YouTube on my smartphone, but not while driving, of course. <laughs> so here's a quick recap of the findings we saw here today. AMFM Radio is the platform that gets the largest uh, share of music listening time overall. It's the easiest option in car, but consumers are trying to get other platforms into the car. Once the technology catches up, the car is a big opportunity for other platforms. Pandora is the leading platform for streaming music with the most time spent in an average day, and Spotify is popular among 13 to 34s. And in fact, millennials are very different from the older age groups in many ways, most notably that the majority of their time spent listening to music is done on their mobile devices. So this concludes the presentation today, but these slides will be up on our website along with the other fantastic work we do at Edison. If anyone has any questions, please feel free to come find me, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you. That was fantastic, Laura. Thank you. It's, you know, coming from radio, it's fascinating to see this because you're told it constantly. But in this room right now, who listened to, um, uh, what do we call it, radio over the... Terrestrial, thank you. Who listened to terrestrial radio? How quickly we forget where we come from. Uh, who listened to terrestrial radio on the way in this morning? Nice. Uh, and did we listen to commercial radio or KQED? <laughs> yeah. Just, it, it's fascinating. I like it. Thanks, you guys.